0: titled my talk, well sometimes if we talk about having a really good meal we say it's got to be meat and two veg, well I'm afraid my talk is three fruit and just two veg Uh, but by no means I want to make it very clear right at the outset am I advertising or propagating a vegetarian diet (laughs) coming from a farming situation and amongst some farmers as well You'll be pleased to know, or else I might not have been coming back tonight, I guess. But um, we're here again, aren't we? Harvest Festival time of the year. And it's a time we come to say thank you, particularly to God, for his daily provision for our every need. You know, we've heard on the news during the year, haven't we, that so much of the country... And maybe if you've travelled a little bit further afield and the northwest of England has been suffering from drought. And uh, as farmers, we're aware that when you haven't got enough grass either to feed your animals through the summer, it's not so good. And it's not so good if you're having to feed your winter provisions uh, on top of that through the summertime. And so we are so thankful, I'm sure, in this area that we've had rain when we've needed We've had grass in abundance We've crop in our barns, in our silos, and we thank God for it. But it's a good time to have a harvest festival because it just, in a sense, is a time when we, yeah, we come to say thank you to God. The hymn says, All I've needed, thy hand has provided, great is thy faithfulness. And we can look back again over a year that's gone by and seeing God's faithfulness in his provision in his care for us in a physical way and the chorus of our first hymn we say or sorry the verse of our first hymn we say we thank you then O Father for all things bright and good, the seed time and the harvest our life, our health and our food and I thought as we come to give thanks my first uh, Thought is that we have so much and we have such an abundance of God's goodness to us. And I brought some grapes to illustrate that. Now, grapes to me uh, sort of speak a little bit about luxury, really. Now, when we were growing up, we were very poor and we didn't often have grapes in the house for whatever reason. Um, Maybe folk didn't like them, but I presume that were maybe considered a luxury that was unaffordable. But, you know, we read in the book of Numbers that when the children of Israel were looking towards going into the promised land, the Moses sent spies into that promised land to see what it was like, to see if the cities were fortified and such like, and what the people were like. And they came back with a cluster, just a cluster of grapes. And it wasn't that they could manage the cluster in a little box from Bill's supermarket. It was a cluster that had to be carried on a pole by two men. And such was the provision that God was, pre- was gonna prepare for them in that promised land. You know, that just speaks to me, that our God is, is a good God. He's a he's a wonderful God. He's an awesome God, and he's a God of such provision for our needs, isn't he? And you know, we went through that list from A to Z of the various fruits and veg that we could think of. And again, our God has created all these things. Yes, man might have helped and man might have modified certain things, and as it were, uh, um, grown them in abundance but it's god who is gives the increase isn't it god who in a sense provides the seed in each one that it might bring forth another harvest the following year and so we come this morning really to remember that our god is a great god He's a god who provides for us he's a god who cares for us and he God, a god who gives us such a variety of things to enjoy But you know, as much as we have, let's always be grateful for it. Let's never take it for granted. But let's also be mindful that so many within our, maybe even on our own land, but around the world, are suffering at this time from famine. Help us to be so grateful for what we have. We do here, don't we, a lot. And I'm sure it will affect all of us in some way or other, the cost of living. Crisis, you know, Paul said, Paul, who said he learned to live in abundance and he learned to live in need, he said, Having food and clothing, we are content. Be content with what you have and be thankful. And I think it's good advice from Paul, isn't it? If we've got food, if we've got clothing, if we've got a roof over our heads. Be content and thank God for his goodness to you in those things. <coughs> well, secondly, uh, I don't know whether we have one on the front, but i brought one with me. We have, I think what we mentioned right at the beginning of our quiz, it's an, it's an apple. It's an apple. Well, this, you know, reminds me that back in... Genesis we read of how Adam and Eve were placed in a garden. And again God provided for their every need, and there was fruit and there was veg and everything they needed to live. They were given one commando, and it was that they shouldn't eat of the fruit of the tree, of the knowledge of good and evil. But as we come into chapter three, we read that the devil in the form of a serpent came to them. And he tempted them by showing them the fruit on the tree. Now it looked, we read, that it looked good for food and it looked pleasant to the eyes and they were tempted to take it and he took a bite and ate it. We read that Eve took a bite, she gave it to her husband, Adam, he took a bite. Later on, they all began to blame each other to try and pass the book. But you know, in that act of taking of the fruit, and we read it's a fruit, we don't exactly read it's an apple, but there's no reason to say it wasn't. But in taking of that fruit, their relationship with God, in a sense ended because of their disobedience to him. And that disobedience from Adam and Eve has followed on right down through history, right down through generations, so that each one of us, sadly, tainted by sin, and we're even. The Bible says we're born in sin, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know, they took that fruit. Maybe it looked and tasted pleasant for a moment, but it left a bit of taste in their in their mouths. It, as it were, left a lump in Adam's throat, didn't it? Where we get our Adam's apple from, and their hearts. And the lives went hard and cold towards God because of their disobedience. You know, we sometimes say that one, one rotten apple spoils a barrel. Well, even just one sin in our hearts, in our lives. And yeah, if we're honest with ourselves, we know there's far more than just one sin in our lives. That's enough to spoil our relationship with God. God's abundance, the apple reminds us sadly of our, of our sin. Thirdly, now I'm afraid some of my examples sort of to into significance compared with what we've got in front of us, but I brought a potato. Now if you've ever been involved with the sports reach, either as a coach or as a child involved in it, sometimes they line the coaches up at the beginning of the week and they ask them to say the name, maybe the favourite football team Sometimes it was actually the favorite tractor <laughs> and sometimes the favorite food. And the coaches will line up and say, oh, well, mine's pizza, mine's pasta, mine's spaghetti, mine's all sorts of things, steak and chips. I simply said, you know, my favorite food is the potato. Uh, do not matter what it's with, but if you have potatoes with a meal, it's all right. If you end up with rice, which occasionally do, <laughs> and spaghetti, and pasta, well, it's alright, but it's nothing like a potato. It's nothing like a potato. But do you know what? To start and eat the potato as it is, just now, out of the ground, wouldn't be really very pleasant, would it? Because, well, it's hard. It's a bit unedible, as it is at the moment. (coughs) But you know, it needs to sort of be made So it can be useful, it can be eatable. And I'm told that if you put a potato in a pan and you start to boil the water, it actually softens it to a point where you can actually eat it. You can put it in your chip pan or your deep fat fryer and again, it softens it up so that it's, it's tastier and it's more edible. Well, you know, that potato as it is, it reminds us a little bit of our sinful heart a heart that's hard a heart that's cold towards god a heart that really and a life that really isn't what god would want it to be you know in the book of ezekiel we read the prophet there uh, was given instruction of to what god could do in ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 19 We read, God says this, I will give them one heart, I will put a new spirit within them. I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. God says he's going to take what is like a cold and a lifeless heart that each one of us have because of our sin, But he takes it from us and instead he gives us a heart of flesh, meaning a heart that's warm, a heart that's living and a heart that's receptive to God's love. And that's just a picture of what it is when we come to know and love the Lord Jesus Christ as our saviour. When we confess our sin and when we allow him to come into our hearts and lives to transform us and to make us alive. He says there, I will give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my commandments and keep my judgments and do them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. I wonder if you've allowed God to change your heart, if you've accepted him into your life to be your saviour. Now, we all come the same way to know and love and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. But we're all also individuals. And like the potato can be used in various and many ways uh, when it's eaten, it can be boiled, can be mashed, can be chipped, can be roasted, can be put in a bag of crisps, and I'm sure as you cooks amongst us would we'll be able to tell me in various other ways too. So, God, when we place our hands in His life, He can t- make us the people that he wants us to be we can fulfill the purpose that he wants for our own individual lives and so that we're able to be used by him as he wants us today <coughs> now again we've got a fine example of onions here this was what we had in our pantry this morning uh, or at least yesterday when I checked that we had something about an onion Why would I mention an onion? How can we be? Or what can we learn from an onion? Well, again, going back to those children of Israel, they'd been delivered from the land of Egypt. God had brought them out. Pharaoh, in a way, had sent them out, but it was through God's hand. And God had even shown them and delivered them through the Red Sea. But it wasn't too long before we get to Numbers 11 when we read... They began to mumble and grumble and complain about what was happening to them and what they had in the wilderness. And at one point they said, wouldn't it have been better if we'd stayed in Egypt to enjoy the cucumbers? Who enjoys cucumbers? Well, glad glad there's a few of you. Melons, I could live with melons quite happily, yeah. Leeks, they're all right in a stew in proportion garlic, well, it's, it's, it's a taste, and I don't mind it, again in the right proportion, and onions. And they hacked back and they thought, wouldn't it have been better if we'd stayed where we were and joined the cucumbers, the leeks, the garlic and the onions. What can we learn from that lesson? Well, I just thought, sometimes... Even though we become Christians and we know that God has come to live in our hearts and lives and we know that he has the best life for us, sometimes the devil would bring a doubt into our minds and you know, wouldn't it have been better? Wasn't it better before you became a Christian? You know, before then, maybe you were able to go just wherever you liked. Maybe there weren't the restraints upon you that you feel that somehow got the ways of walking and living the Christian life that you'd prefer not to, not to have to live. You know, in John's Gospel we read, doesn't it? the devil comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And sadly, so many are deluded by what he offers, what he sort of reminds you of what you once had and says, wouldn't it be better to go back? But Jesus goes on to say, no, I have come to give you life. And life in all its abundance, life in all its fullness, life that has purpose and life that has satisfaction. So even as a Christian and young folk especially, sometimes you might feel, if I didn't have to go to church, I could go to this party or do that or do the other. But you know, God has a purpose for your life. God wants to give you the best life. Don't be like those Israelites who somehow hacked back looking back over the shoulder thinking what they did have you know they forgot didn't they that while they were in egypt they were slaves they were in bondage they weren't free uh, as god intended them to be and as god um, made them to be and the last uh, fruit i just want to share with you takes us on to what we read in galatians because I was going to say it was an orange but it's not much of an orange a tangerine however we know that within a, an orange or a tangerine it's one fruit and yet there are various segments and I don't know how you tend to eat an orange or a tangerine some will eat obviously one segment at a time some might just cut it into quarters and more or less chew away at it I worked for a boss once and he took great pleasure in peeling an orange with a knife and he started at one end and he went round and round and round without breaking the peel. And it took him about five minutes to do it. But he savoured every moment of it, I think, as he anticipated eating his orange. Well, it just simply reminds me that in Galatians, there, chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, we read that, you know, when we become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes to live within us. And we should be, therefore, exhibiting and and showing the fruit of the Spirit from our lives. It means the evidence of God at work in our lives. And so very quickly, I just mentioned those characteristics of being filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Love was the first that was mentioned. And that's a love for God, first of all. Because of all that he's done for us, Uh, how could we not love him who has first loved us? Could I suggest that God's love to us helps us to love ourselves? Now, some people we sometimes say, well, they do love themselves. (laughs) But, uh, you know, there are others who feel somewhat worthless in life. They feel nobody loves them. But, you know, to know God's love is the best love. To know that he values you. Uh, You know we should be able to love ourselves. And it means that we also love each other. Uh, Being part of a church fellowship it's important isn't it. That we love each other. And sometimes we need to love each other more. And sometimes we need to be loved more also. And also love for the lost. Those who as yet don't know the love of the Lord Jesus for themselves. Another part of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. Now, happiness, we see, depends on happenings. You know, if the weather's, the sun's shining and the weather's right, we're we're very happy about it. But even in the midst of difficulty and situations of heartache, we can still know the joy of the Lord in our hearts and in our lives. Peace, again, a little bit like joy. It's not something that, in a sense, comes from outside, because sometimes our lives themselves aren't peaceful, are they? There are situations crop up in life that, again, concern us, could cause us to be anxious. And yet God says, let the peace of God rule in your life. And we can know peace whatever situation we're in, because God is, the Lord Jesus Christ himself is, The Prince of Peace. Further fruit is long-suffering or patience. Something I want, something I need, something I want immediately. Well, God sometimes has to work in us, doesn't he, to produce patience. Uh, But sometimes it's also referred to long-suffering as God's strength in the time of trial. And we again know that we'll go through times of bereavement, of ill health, family troubles but we have to be patient within them and long-suffering and allow God to work in us to produce that fruit. I put kindness and goodness you know these qualities these fruits are sometimes not always appreciated in our world where everybody is out for themselves but you know the God honouring characteristics and you know an act of kindness and goodness can go a long way to introducing somebody to the, to the real love of God. Faithfulness, another fruit that should be evident within the life of a Christian. The ability i put to stick at something, even when it's tough. And you know, God wants us, he's faithful to us, isn't he? We've been remembering that in his faithfulness in creation, but he wants us to be faithful to him as we continue to live for him, as we continue to serve him. Gentleness or meekness. Now, again, sometimes the world would say that's a weakness, uh, uh, but it isn't. Gentleness, meekness, it's strength, but strength under control. And, uh, you know, again, Moses was considered one of the meekest men in all the earth, but yet, he did the great exploits for God through his life. And self-control, allowing God's spirit in our lives, will control how we react, what we do, and what we say. And so, those are my five, uh, sorry, two fruit, and, no, three fruit and two wedge. The grapes, just again, to remind us of God's goodness and his provision to us especially as we think about harvest. The apple reminds us of our sinfulness before a holy, mighty God. The potato reminds us again of our heart. Once it's cold, lifeless, unresponsive to God's love, and yet he, by his spirit working within us, convicts us and draws us to himself and makes us warm and loving towards him and to others don't be like the onion, like the Israelite people who seem to want to go back to their old life, forgetting how uh, in, in, in sin and in slavery they were. But instead, each one of us, may we exhibit the fruit, of the spirit, that we might live to God's honour, to God's glory. And so I think we're going to sing our closing hymn, which is Jesus, his Lord, creation's, Voice proclaims it, for by his power. Each tree and flower was planned and made, Jesus is Lord. The universe declares it, sun, moon and stars in heaven. Cry, Jesus is Lord.